We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. With the biggest stories of the day, it's the Big Three at Three. Number one. All right, welcome back into the drive. Clint is out today. Uh, He'll uh, be in Vegas with us coming up next week. Uh, And Brandon Scott, he'll also be in Vegas with us coming up next week. Uh, And and he is in for Clint today as uh, you hear all his work. You hear him right here. He's on. In the loop every Thursday at 11. He's on with us every Wednesday at 440 with his uh, now Rockets report. Uh, and he is getting all the info, talking to all the people in locker rooms and in uh, clubhouses, everywhere. He's doing everything. And you can catch all of his writing and his work over there at uh, SportsRadio610.com. So Brandon Scott, is uh, this chair over here is in good hands, uh, as you know him very, very well. And... Uh, Last night, um, now I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I did not watch a lick of this. Um, it, it, it didn't have a, a fault to watch a lick of this. But uh, C.J. Stroud appeared to finish second in the uh, skills challenge. Pro Bowl. Did you watch it, Tyler? Hell no. Come Baker on, Mayfield. Se- he finished second to Baker. I mean, good the job, NFC, C.J., but. The, the NFC has got the, has got the lead right now. Did you watch Oh, man. Other? No, man, come on now. You didn't? I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I didn't even know it was on. Um, but, no, congratulations to CJ uh, in this thing as he is showing himself uh, good. At, I've heard great things about him from the Pro Bowl. I, it is interesting to me because I understand that of why they're doing it. I'm just – it is just a surprise, even at this point. It is a surprise to me how much – people are good to consume football even in these forms come on because when i when i uh, it's still a surprise to me even because now we didn't and and basketball was on yeah and and (laughs) And there were other things on and 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 listen i i'm gonna say this because if you say it out loud all right they're gonna get all these cats to to orlando hell i think i saw gardner Minshew out there so i mean he he's taking up a spot they're gonna get all these cats to orlando we know we know this is the NFL, and these are NFL players that have a standard of living. They ain't staying in Ramada. Is that still a hotel chain, by the way? Are there still <laughs> Ramada ends out there? There's got to be. There's got to be some know. Ramada there's, somewhere. There's, there's still Ramadas, but somebody, they, somebody took I know over. there's like Quintas. I know. I know. I know several. Of somebody probably took over Ramada. <laughs> Shout out to Shannon. But <laughs> uh, but no. Um, 
they're putting them up. They're spending the money, to, the hospitality, everything they've got to do for them. And it has to make out in some way because the ratings and the amount of people that are still watching the flag football game that will occur on Saturday. People are still watching, and the numbers are so high. I just – it's one I don't understand. But I get it. Hell, if people go keep watching it and they're going to keep making money for it, why not? But, like, none of this – I don't – I honest to God, and I, and I know – for Texans fans, CJ's involved and he may, but these are two of the biggest Texans fans I know. I, do you guys intend watching a drop of any of this um, Pro Bowl weekend Mm-mm. stuff? No, man. I don't have time for that. You know, I mean, you're not, you're not watching the lick of it. No, man. Not like, a second. It's, it's just... For me, man, like to, at, at this point, either give me the real football or I'm perfectly fine to just move on to the other sports. Like, I don't need football so bad that I got to watch some bastardization of it. Like the football <laughs> stars doing non-football things, but because I love football so much, I'm just going to watch them do it anyway. Like, no, nah, I'd rather just watch, you know, Jokic or Kevin Durant or, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'd rather just watch... Something else, yeah, uh, or, or like a movie, or you know, or a TV show. I you wonder know? how many people were out there watching. It. I, I spun the block on the Steve Harvey show a couple of days ago on HBO Max. Wow, you know what I mean? Well, like, I, like I, like I, like I'd rather do something like that as opposed yeah, to just, watch something like, I, like I this. I keep saying to myself, I don't know why they just don't just shut this down. But the ratings, like the ratings, you remember how bad the Pro Bowl started to get at the end. And then they started giving to the point where uh, the the offense and defensive line didn't even rush. They just did, stood up and did stalemates. Oh, yeah. yeah. And those the numbers those Pro Bowls would get were absolutely. And I never got that. I never understood it. Like the numbers were huge, <laughs> people. And I'm like, well, hell. Like if you want to watch it, more power I, to I, I you. Keep putting this thing on here too. Yeah. They make money. It, it, was it the was it the Hawaii they, element? I don't I, know. No, it just and people just craved to watch it. I guess, but it, it was just, they actually played. But they, but it, it got it. It was even worse at a point where they would they would snap it and say hike, and it would be seven on seven, and it would just be Aaron Donald and them standing up there, just standing up there with yeah. each other, like talking and stuff. I just it is wild to me. But we'll hope. Uh, I think the one thing is you hope CJ and Will and and all of them that are out there for the Texans continue to to uh, to show off and have a good running out there and uh and uh show a little bit more but boy i just i cannot believe this thing is still a thing and that they are still it feels like they're wasting money until you see the ratings and you're like they're not because we're gonna watch it big three and three number two all right um a uh, a trade yesterday mm. for the houston rockets tyler came in in the last segment of the show yesterday the memphis grizzlies traded steven adams to the Houston Rockets for Victor Oladipo and three second-round picks. Now, the thing is, Victor and Steven Adams, neither one of them have played this season, and I know Steven Adams is out for the year. I think Victor, there's a potential that he may be as well. He's yeah. not, he, They both had surgery, and they're out for the year. So this is not a move um, for this year. Yeah. Your, your thoughts on... When you saw this trade, what this means is you cover the Rockets as well as anybody. Steven Adams 
is this a future play or right. is this a play of let's package him to get something else? Yeah, because right now it feels like a move more about math because you're just trying to find salaries to match to, to kind of mix and match and do your thing. But in terms of the basketball part of it, it is a, a move, a, a future play, you know, like a move toward the future. You know, I, I think a lot of the conversation was the Rockets need to find a backup center because who they signed it to be their backup center this year has not quite worked out, so they need to find that if their goal is to win this year. Uh, but this doesn't. But what they did that. instead was invest in their backup center for next year, which I think I like. I think this is a perfectly reasonable trade. Like the trade on its face, the value of it, the logic of it, I think is just fine. There's nothing wrong with it. I think the only like the the unfulfilling part of it is like, okay, so what else are you doing? What more? Like this just feels like housekeeping. Okay, these contracts, these contracts offset. You're doing something with these picks. You're getting Stephen Adams here next year. You feel like he's a good option behind Shingun next year. But what move are you making to improve the team right now? When it feels like you yeah. need to make a move to improve it, and, and it doesn't feel like they're gonna really make much of a move to do that. They could still go out and get a ball handler, maybe somebody like a. Like, I know Malcolm Brogdon's name was thrown out there, but that feels less likely after this deal was done. So you would have liked to have seen a move like this. They could definitely use some shooting. To result, yeah. You would have liked to have seen this move result in more significance, in more import. I think it's fine, but I think it is a little underwhelming. That, you, that, that's how you, I would classify do you, it. What's your confidence level? Because that's the other thing is you're at. like, this team – and I, I'll be honest with you, I think they're they're kind of teetering right now at 22 and 25 right now. They're they're in a bit of a, a zone where they need to to kind of put together a run to keep themselves afloat in this thing. Yeah. Do you do you get the sense, or do you have confidence that they will do something to add to the team this year to make the team better? This year for right now, over the next what seven days? N- not in the way that I feel like you're thinking. Because, like I said, I, I feel like the move. Well, you know the, me. I'm, the, I'm, the I'm, chance, I'm big. I'm just right, right. even a shooter, even something. Yeah, the, I, I think they can still do something along the margins. Yes, I do still think they can do something along the margins between now and Thursday when the trade deadline hits. I do think that is the case. Uh, a name of theirs that's been out there that teams are interested in, aside from the young players. I mean, you, you probably have some teams that are interested in some of the young players. But I get the sense that their young players are off limits. Guys who are not off limits that are actually appealing to others – it's probably Jay Sean Tate. His name's been put out His there. Name is, I don't. I don't know how much you're getting. He and Jalen Green were really the only young players. I think Sham had a report out yeah. that him and him and Jalen Green were the only ones that wasn't on the uh, no non traded. Yeah, list. untouchable list. Untouchable list. Yeah, but but we're talking about different kind of trades. Then yeah. if you're going to trade one or the other, right? Like you'll let Jay Sean Tate go for a marginal return, something that'll just make you better this year. Whereas if you decide to hit the reset button on Jalen Green, then that's got to be an org- at least you feel like an organization changing type of move, especially if you were to do it now, because there's nothing rushing you to do that. So you don't do that just to get better along the margins, just to go from the 11th seed to a more comfortable play in team. You know, like you don't do that. You do that to go get you a star and somebody that you think is going to make you one of the higher seeds in the Western Conference and build you up for the next however many years yeah so I, so yeah I, I i think they might move along the march i hope that because when i udoka seems like he like playoffs at least play in is what he is looking at this year like that seems to be on his mind this year 
And I'm curious and wondering if they're going to make moves, more moves, because this is just a move for, for the future, and we'll see what happens with that. But they, they're in a spot right now where they need to kind of figure out what it is they want to do competing-wise yeah. to try to get in this. Because I, I just like the Texans, like I, I think it, uh, the drive to get into any kind of playoff-level ball, yeah. whether that's a play-in or what, whatever, I think it's a big, big thing for this team, even down the stretch, having a battle to get in, I think would be a big experience step for this team. Yeah, I think the difference right now, though, is that they're in a position now. They've shown enough improvement, just enough improvement, to sort of have their – and they have enough time to where they can kind of have their cake and eat it too right now. Like, they can right now still try to compete for that coveted play-in spot and try to be competitive this year with the group that they have approving along the margins if they can between now and the deadline. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. But also still have the time between now and next year to make that fateful Jalen Green decision, right? So it's not like they're so bad this year that they got to do something to make them, like, close this gap to, to where they can become a, a play-in team. They're right there around where they were hoping to be or where, we're, you know, making the jump that they were hoping to make, and they're still getting a beat on their younger players. I think they're able to have the best of both worlds right now. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, the trade deadline is when? Next Thursday. Thursday, right? Yeah, February 8th, next, next Thursday. Thursday. So that'll be a big day to see if the, uh, if the Rockets make anything from a minor move or any kind of a big move that kind of potentially changes the course of the uh, yeah. of the organization. I think both are on the table is something that we'll watch for next Thursday. Big three at three. Number three. All right, fellas. Um, sometimes um, when you hear statements, you say them out loud. Um, you just wonder how, how that going to go. In your mind, you just don't get the, the real good feel. And I'm going to need Tyler's help from somebody who can say the name of this town and city, uh, this city and state better than I can. <laughs> but the the Raiders have decided to sign Cliff Kingsbury. They have hired Cliff Kingsbury 
you really don't like him. As the Raiders offensive coordinator. Ron hates Cliff Kingsbury. I don't hate Cliff you Kingsbury. Hate- I do believe Cliff Kingsbury has completely um, got, gotten a privilege of getting jobs that he don't deserve to get. I'd yeah. have to agree. Um, and, and this would be the latest. Uh, but I just – when you just say to yourself, and, and a lot of this comes from, and I know you, Tyler, watched the Johnny Manziel documentary. I'm not sure if you watched the Johnny Manziel documentary. I feel like I watched it and somewhat lived it. And, uh, and, and like many, we were there. We were there, Tyler. Many of you, and I, saw, and I saw Cliff on there, and I just say to myself, Cliff Kingsbury mm. in Las Vegas, Nevada. 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 Thank you, Travis. I just in my mind when I mix. hear that it's a bad mix. Hey, I kind of right. hey, I kind of want to. Is, is he gonna be there next week? I, I, I just I, I kind of want to link up with Cliff. Oh, I, oh, oh he'd listen, be a great I want to have a great party. Hey, I'm hey, just saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah hey. I, I'm just saying when you think about it, it's like let's try to book that. See if we can link up with Cliff next week. It's well, like I won't be there. Yeah, Cliff, Vegas, right? Like that. Just That's a that bad to mix. me sounds like what are his evenings like? That's just. That just don't that don't sound like that's a good like Cliff seems like at his best of his abilities, Cliff needs to be in in, in Morgantown. Oh, come on, man. We're going to Las Vegas. That's not Green, gonna get that's not gonna get it done. Green Bay. No. That's, I that's hear not, what you're saying. That's dude. not gonna get it done for Cliff. I, I, it, it's that, right. It's like, right. It's a scary mix that's happening out there. I, I listen. I just I, don't, I just don't think you get a Cliff. Like you're either gonna get him or you're not. And there ain't no Cliff in no Green Bay. He can't Cliff out there. Yeah, I you know think, what I'm saying? But, but Brandon, I think maybe he doesn't need to cliff if you want the best I, out of cliff. I, well, you ain't going to get it because that's all he is is cliff. Okay, that's what that's what cliff is going to be. I know. All it. right. He's a city slicker. I shouldn't. He be. ain't going to know. I, I, listen, I don't uh, I don't I, I don't know. Columbus, Ohio. Vegas. Well, does nothing not, against, nothing Ve- against Columbus. Vegas does not seem like the best spot for him. I will just say that. Like putting Phil Mickelson and just having Phil Mickelson live out of a hotel in Vegas. Now I don't I don't know if he has the same problems as <laughs> Phil has more documented problems. I know it, but All I just, right. but I feel, I don't know if this is I that feel, bad. I feel like Las Vegas can intensify intensify the problems that Cliff may have. Cliff is in you, his forties, man. I, I heard you. I'm just saying I saw Cliff on that documentary on Johnny Menzel, and I'm just gonna say I don't know. Maybe Cliff was sick. I just I'm gonna tell you, Cliff looked like mm, was that or a, had a good time and and. And he kind of let us know, hey, Johnny, just do whatever you do. Don't get caught. I, I was his, seemed to be his mantra at A&M. Exactly. But I, I'm just saying, I, I, I shouldn't be. Are you surprised that Cliff got a gig in the NFL no. like this as an I mean, OC? He, he, was getting, he was getting interviews out the wazoo. Oh, the, 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 the Bears interviewed him. Just keep happening. He, he, is, he is regarded for whatever reason, uh, valid or invalid. And I don't know if I'm in a position to Obviously. say I don't know him well enough. But he is regarded as a progressive or an advanced offensive mind in the game both on the college level and you know it's the probably the Mike Leach connection and and people you know and the way offenses have have evolved over the years people want to taste it at yeah no I I I get it I think that I do agree that there's probably some overrated stuff happening here some privilege that's happening here based off of the network maybe based off of the look off of the image maybe based off of the pass but yeah man I'm not surprised at all Work hard, play harder. Yeah, one or and the I, other. And I, and I will say for Cliff, I think Cliff's an awful head coach, and uh, and uh, sh- should never be considered again. But we've seen it happen before. Um, 
And he had some success with Kyler, especially at early points. Now, yeah. now I don't like, but I think him running the entire show probably is a part of it going downhill. Yeah. Right? So, But it does feel like, for me, with Cliff, you have to have the right type of quarterback. You yeah. have to have the right type of guy to go get it. Maybe they have a plan in the draft. Yeah, or I mean, everybody, I mean, th- that's never going to be your reason to not go get an offensive coordinator you believe in, though, right? Because either you have the quarterback or you are actively trying to find him. Yeah. So so now they're like, okay, we got our offensive coordinator. Maybe even he can help us find a quarterback. And I'm not saying that maybe you love that idea, but maybe they do. I, I, I get it. I could see it. I could see it. Uh, not, not the route that I would go, but I get it. All right. Uh, John Harris, uh, he was at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, and I listened to him. He was on with Payne and Pendergast. He said he had a great time. Yeah, he tell. said he had a hell of a <laughs> time in Mobile, and not just from watching it. He said he Mobile's a great spot. So, like if if you're looking to cover the Senior Bowl, Mobile, like that's a a beautiful spot. John said he had a great time, but he did have some thoughts about the wide receivers in the draft and in as it pertains to the Texans that really had me thinking about a thought in a conversation piece that I want to discuss coming up here next on The Drive. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. R.I.P. Carl Weathers. To me, when I think of Carl, I think of Chubbs. To others, it's Apollo Creed. R.I.P. Carl Weathers. That thing is getting some real run. It is all I see on social, and then ESPN did it on the bottom line. Carl Withers, Carl Carl I mean, Weathers, formerly yeah, I mean, of Apollo Creed. Yeah, why and would it Chubbs. not? He, he's Chubbs and Apollo. Why would it not? Sometimes he's Apollo Creed. Know. Yeah, sometimes you don't know. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You you never know when the you never he, know what is what he, is he is, but, but he is crossover. Like he he's one of those where it's he might not necessarily be as big in the one community, but. Probably bigger than in the, other, in, in, the in the larger community. Uh, yeah, Action Jackson. Yeah, yeah he's crossover, yeah. crossover. But uh, R.I.P. to Carl Weathers. Um, someone said, "Could you guys please do a tribute to Carl Weathers?" Well, uh, have you not been first, listening? Check out the first segment of the show, yeah, man. Odyssey, yeah, baby. Hell, hell, Sean Pendergast decided to do a tribute to him as well. All right. Speaking of Sean Pendergast, Payne and Pendergast, I was listening on the way. Uh, dropping the kids off uh, for school today, and I was listening to them, and they were talking to uh, our guy John Harris, sideline reporter and a big-time draft guru as well. Um, And they were talking to him about kind of what he saw as he was in Mobile. Tyler, he was in Mobile this week watching Senior Bowl. Yes, he was doing a damn good job. No need to send anyone else. I don't know, boy. I think it could have helped him. You had to been a Great spot for you, I think. Tyler, I'm I'm making a push for Tyler, to, like yearly. Tyler to go to the Senior Bowl in Mobile. I think it would. Got against great. Mobile, man. It would be nothing. Great. The Boots whole on the my, my whole point. I would, y'all know I would go. My whole point was he it. was saying I should be down there while y'all are in Vegas. I, I, it, that it, would sting a little. It not, it's not oh, y'all. y'all you, gotta, you'd be there be right hater. now. Don't be John's a hater. back. John's back. Vegas hadn't happened. I just thought it would have been great. Two or three times an hour, we rolled a John, rolled at him. For questions and get his updates, just two or three times an hour. He's in Mobile, and I feel like he'd be talking to a lot of wind. And I, but I thought that'd be great. Oh, they're reporting live, boys. But it's, it's the Vegas thing, though, but the, instead, the Vegas parallel that see, really it, gets to him. They could, it could have been you and John together. That that's a twin. And I love right that. There. That would have been Johnny's great. my boy you too. You you 
you kind of holding this thing. But he talked about the receivers in particular this morning on Payne and Pendergast. This is what he had to say in terms of what he's seeing out there and comparative to what the Texans may need to do and want to do in the offseason. I'm getting the sense that my dream of perhaps having a Mike Evans might be really irresponsible just because, A, the Texans already, like, they've got some strength at that position to begin with, and then, B, you might be able to get younger and still improve to that position. Yeah, yeah absolutely, Seth. And, I mean, it becomes kind of a supply and demand thing in some sense because, he, I mean, these guys, like I said, weren't even in Mobile. Marvin Harrison Jr., Roma Dunze, Keon Coleman, Malik Neighbors, uh, Troy Franklin, Jalen McMillan, Jalen Polk, Xavier Worthy, those guys, Adonai Mitchell, none of those guys were in Mobile. And the guys that were in Mobile were, were super studs. Malachi Corley from Western Kentucky. Um, I call him kind of a fake Debo in a sense. This dude's got – like he's his thighs are huge. I mean, he's a running back. His Yesterday he was running a slant route, and the defensive back was waiting for his cut and didn't move, and Malachi was like, all right, I'll just run you over. And he just literally ran him over, mm. caught the ball for a touchdown, and the refs threw a flag, but they didn't know what to call. He is a great runner after the catch. I think he would be a good fit with what the Texans do. That was uh, that was him talking about some of the receivers that are there yeah. that he's seeing. And that's been the thing is this is a rich, rich receiver draft. Yeah, last year, every year seems like a rich receiver draft. You look at Tanks in the third round, Rasheed Rice is in the – is in the third round, and, and 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 multiple young receivers who have had big impacts on their team. This is now John talking about um, here coming up. My computer's up. frozen. Um, well, we'll get that here though. But John also talked about it, uh, the fact that, hey man, not sure if you really want to spend that type of money on a Mike Evans and get what you want to do. You don't want to put yourself in a position where it stops you from doing things down the line and yeah. signing a Mike Evans down the line. And it, it, it just kind of brought me to something that I have been thinking through and wondering about for a little bit here is, like we've talked about receivers a lot, and it looks like there's going to be a potential. You talk about the T. Higgins. You talk about the Mike Evans. We talked about those two in particular. Gabe Davis has been brought up. Other guys yeah. that are going to be potentially in this free agency class. Do you feel like it is a necessity that the Texans go out and add a big-time receiver like this? Do you feel like it is a necessity that they do that, that they go out there and add one of these free these top guys that we have been talking about? Not if you specify a receiver. Like, I think it's a necessity that they go out and get a game-changing player. Now, what, what position does that game-changing player play? That's up to the market and the fit and all of that kind of stuff, right? Like, how does it all come together? But whether that is a receiver or a running back or a tight end or exactly what it is, I'm not exactly sure. But I do think it's necessary that they go get a player that can change the game. You know, another dynamic player. I know you talked about speed a lot when we were having the running back conversation. Part of the reason why you like Saquon so much is because he's just such a dynamic player, can run between the tackles and have that breakaway type of Hurt big playability. Of ways, yeah. So I, I think it's important that they get that type of player. Like, And, and it, this really ties into the running back conversation for me because it's like if you can get Saquon Barkley, then no, I don't think you need to go get a big-time wide receiver. But if the running back route that you end up going is a cheaper but, say, like really effective Derrick Henry route, then yeah, I, I'm maybe it's not Mike Evans at the – 
you know, at the $25, $30 million a year clip or whatever it is he might command. But I still think you need to be looking at receiver, you know, on the high end, looking at a top receiver that you can possibly get if you go cheaper at running back. Like, I think you need at least one dynamic playmaker, and and I would prefer if you're able to split the atom a little bit and get two. Yeah, they, they just – they need – I don't care what position it is. They need a ga- another fear player. Yeah. Game changer, however you want to put it, game changer. I don't, I don't, want, I just want to stay away from Cam's words, but like uh, someone that that you that there's puts, something to it though that puts fear yeah. into into a team, someone that they've got to really look at and really like Saquon Barkley, like multiple, yeah. And and to <laughs> yeah, me, it doesn't I, I matter. You. Now, hell, that it could be Mike Evans, it, it, it could be it, it could be T Higgins, yeah, but it could be Josh Jacobs. It could be Saquon. It could be a a big tight end. It could be whatever because I look at certain offenses and I can see offenses that appear like they have lesser quarterback play than you that don't necessarily have that big guy. Like I go to Detroit and I know that uh, Amon St. Brown had a great season. Yeah, and he was at he was at he wasn't a Pro Bowler, but somehow he became an All Pro. But, yeah, which is what really matters. So he's so, he's, yeah. a, he's a first team All Pro, uh, but I still wouldn't consider him like Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase. I wouldn't consider him as like, hey, dude, that's that's a quarterback that I mean a, a wide receiver that is just John St. Brown. Right? Yeah, I, well, I mean he's a slot guy. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying he, I don't. He's probably the best slot receiver maybe, in the game. Maybe I for me I just I don't like I feel like there's a different level from yeah. him to to those guys. Yeah. So I don't necessarily think they've got like some sort of you they got a Mike Evans. They got a dude like that. And, but then they got a big time uh a running back. They well they have two running backs that do different things and then yeah. they but they've got flash players in a Gibbs and then Laporta who's a really good tight end that makes big plays Another for them. Yeah. Uh, right. So they have that guy but if you get a like you it could be a Barkley. It could be uh whatever. Um, now I do think they need to improve the wide receiver room, yeah. right? Like if you aren't getting Evans and you do add Barkley, I don't think it's all right. We're done. No, I, I think you need to improve ab- ab- above a Robert Woods and Noah Brown to me, which can be done in the draft with all these guys we're talking about. But I don't necessarily think that that player has to come from the wide receiver position. Yeah, and, I, don't, I don't think that. And I think it's fine to even look at, and I agree about the point about needing to upgrade the room overall, but going in the Mike Evans direction, even though I'm a fan of it, okay, I'm a fan of it, but I do acknowledge it's luxury. Like when you start talking about going to go pay Mike Evans, you're talking about dealing in a place of luxury at that point because you do have Nico Collins who you're going to have to make a contract decision about next year. You do have Tank Dell, who you're going to have to make a contract decision about probably in a couple of years. And then what about the rest of your team? So I think it would be incredibly luxurious to go out there and spend on Mike Evans. And from that standpoint, it's hard to call it a need. But to your point, you do need to overall upgrade from, you know, Tank Nico or bust, right? Noah Brown's a free agent. So, like, you would probably want to upgrade from him anyway, but you ain't even got him. So, like, you you definitely have a, a, a group of wide receivers, whereas Tank Dell, Nico Collins, and then, you know, Robert Woods is on the team, but he should be fighting for his job. You know, everybody, every other wide receiver on the team should be fighting for their job. 
that's the type of upgrade you should be doing in that room. Yep. Yep. And so, yeah, to me, the the wide receiver is not a is not a necessity as I thought it would be coming into the year. They just need to add not to that level. They just need to add. Yeah, they just need to add a big time piece somewhere because one more would just change this thing. And if you if you draft it, someone text in. Keon Coleman, who, who's kind of in that that mix, that area. Bring him down. Like, to me, you draft him and you add a Saquon Barkley and your top three is that. Let's go. Like, right, that that is, that hey. is something that, hey. that, that that doesn't necessarily mean it's got to be Mike Evans or T. Higgins or or, or or Ridley, you know, if that, that, that comes up. All right. You know, usually, as we all know, and, and the entire Drive family knows um, that I am the visionary, Sometimes the visionary can need some help. And I am willing to listen on an athlete in Houston that I have made getting close to making a decisive, decisive decision on. I'll listen to it. I will listen to it from my cohorts. I will listen to it from the listeners. I will listen to it. We'll discuss that coming up next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. That's just something we gotta we gotta really do is we gotta relook at you know how we view the help of what receivers can do immediately coming in. We gotta look, I mean, I'm you know, just I knew last year was a great year for wide receivers in the draft. As we were just talking about that, do the Texans need to go after a guy like a T. Higgins and Mike Evans? And, yeah, they got the money to spend, which makes it more of a thought. I mean, I look at this, and it, it's just it's just nuts. The receivers and the production that happened in this class of receivers. Jackson Smith and Jigba, I mean, he was solid in Seattle. Quentin Johnson was a fail uh, yeah. early. But Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison. Yeah, all those guys were would change like production like that would change, you know, this team. With you had Jaden Reed that went to the Packers from Michigan State was really good. Rasheed Rice we've talked about with the Chiefs was their best receiver. Marvin Mims was a big play threat for Denver at times whenever they wanted to play him. Yeah, Tank Dell. Tank Dell is your own example, right here. And Josh Downs we saw was uh was good at you know at times. And then like the the one the big one Puka. Nakua, who was second in the league in yards, down there in you know in the fifth round, getting selected, pick one seventy seven. I'm not suggesting that the the Texans do that, but man, it, it's it's it, it, we're seeing that these guys come in and can contribute big time immediately, and when you already have Tank and. Nico, yeah. If you were to add another one of those players that were as productive as guys like we saw in that draft, your receiving core is is cool. Especially if you add that with does it like as we're talking through it, you know, the seconds we did earlier about the running backs, like I, I'm talking through it, thinking through it in real time here. You does it around to, do, does it yeah. not feel like all right? Now I've already told y'all I, I like Derrick Henry for the price. <laughs> But does it not feel like the best route might be to do the young wide receiver and whatever best running back you can get? Whether it's like if you can get Saquon, get Saquon. If you can't get Saquon, but you can get Josh, Jacob, uh, you Jacob. can get Jacobs, get Jacobs. Eckler, if, if, it, if it comes down to it, and Derrick Henry's the best you can get, obviously I'm still I'm clearly down with that. Like 
swing big as big as you possibly can at running back. I know you're not pro Derrick Henry at all, but swing yeah, as no. big as possible at running back. Only Pollard's but, out there. But, There's others but, yet. But then draft that, that wide receiver. That feels like the best route. Yeah, it, it and, feels I, like and I'm all right with it at one or in the first round, second round, it, because yeah. you've got – you got things, and you can put money other places. All right. Listen, um, what'd you say? Trade deadline is next Thursday. Uh, it's next Thursday, February eighth. And um, listen, I am, I am one in a space right now. I've heard many people, many people have conversations about Jalen Green. Should they be really actively looking to move him before this deadline, or should they wait? More and more time. I've heard different things about can't give up on him yet. You can, whatever. I'm in a space, and I am willing to listen from from listeners to Drive Family on the text line, 713-572-4610. Those of you on YouTube and Twitch, Brandon, Tyler, whatever. I'm willing to listen. I'm going to tell you where I am. But I do, I, I am willing to listen to the opposing thought point. Which I really am, but I'm really actually really listening to, to, all right, maybe you need to check yourself, right? Like, where I am is, I get the sense that I don't think that he is going to be um, a one or two for your organization. Um, Damn, and, a one or two, huh? Yeah, I don't think, yeah, I don't have that. I don't, I, I, for me right now, I don't think, and and I said I'm willing to listen to the, the argument of, of if I'm not being fair for him. Because the thing that sparked me on it, it was like, hey, this is just his first year with Udoka and his first year, Fred Van Fleet said this, his first year playing real ball. Yeah. And I and, and so that made me pause. Because mind bit. you, he did the he did the uh the G League thing. <laughs> you yeah. know, he didn't go to college or anything. So yeah. And the last couple of years were just kind of like yeah. you know, like a like Trevor Lawrence's first year with yeah, Urban, right. like so, so, like, so none of it's been real ball, you know. And, and so I, I'll hear that. My thing is, I'm watching Sangoon really take major steps, yeah. And they're in like the same vein, and you're watching them in the same program, and even and 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 I'm even annoyed by what he has done here in the last stretch because to me it almost feels like, uh oh, I'm hearing my name in trade talks. I gotta I gotta do something now. Let me turn it up. You know, I'm going to do something actually more than score. I mean, he's not only just averaging nearly 30 points, he's averaging seven rebounds and four assists, which really you would just see him just do scoring. So I, something about that makes me feel like it is almost like a contract year type of a scenario that he is starting to really turn it on here because his name's being talked about in trade stuff. Or or those things that you mentioned before. It could be that too. Could be those it, things it, it, too. It could be but, that too. But, okay. Yeah. It could be those. But could I'm just saying, where I am is – like if you can make a, a a sensible deal to move past him, I'm with it. I've heard Mikael Bridges. We've heard that floated around with the Nets. I don't know if that's possible, whatever. But if there is a, not just I'm just gonna do it to do it because we got to get rid of him. No, I, I think you you don't have to do that. But if there is a sensible deal to move him, I'm at the place where I am ready to go ahead and move on yeah. from him. But I am willing to hear. Like I said, what Fred said, I'm willing to pause and hear the argu- the argument of the opposite of Jalen Green. Are you ready to move from Jalen Green? Yeah, and so I, and I'm and i not because I don't think that that deal is there. Uh, you know, it doesn't, based off of what I'm hearing, what I'm seeing, what people who are far more plugged in than I am are hearing, it does not seem like 
that deal is around. What, what's interesting about this year and it being kind of like this judgment period for for Jalen Green is that star that I would trade Jalen Green for, that I would want to acquire for Jalen Green, isn't to me really available this year. You know, like last year, Kevin Durant was available. You know, last year, Kyrie Irving was available. You know, there was a thought at one point that that Jalen Brown was available. Like, players like that have been available at various points. Right now, the the best players that you hear being talked about being available, especially after, like, a Pascal Siakam's been traded, you know, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, like, the types of players. Like, if you're if you're going to give me an all-NBA an all NBA kind of player and, and you can pick which one you like, then we're having a different conversation. It's probably a per, probably more of a potential, like a, a Jalen, right? A Jalen Green, maybe type, or, or a younger player. Yeah, with see, potential. and so no, and so I would you know not do I mean? that. I would not do that. I wouldn't give up on one gamble for another. Yeah, like for me, it's at least not now. For me, it would have to be next year before I'd be willing to do that, and I'd have to have all the more information. The fact of the matter is, you talk about being ready. Hey, I'm ready to do this. That's fine. We can be ready. All entitled to our opinions can be ready and all that. The fact of the matter is you just don't have to do it. You can be ready to do it and not be forced to do it. And I think that that's where they're at. There's not a move to be made where it's like, all right, push the button. You know, this is forcing our hand on this way and this is forcing our hand on the other way. Like, we've got to get rid of them and we've got this player available. Neither one of those is the case. You got another year until you got to decide on this contract. You got another year before maybe there's a player available that you're willing to go out there and get so to me it's it's perfectly fine to just kind of wait on it I agree that he does not look like he's going to be the best player on a championship level team I think based off of what you've seen sort of recently from him he's showing you that he absolutely can be at the very he's least the talent. second oh he can be the second best player on a championship team he's just got to obviously do it more consistently like you can't watch him play and tell me, well, hey, he has hey, I don't talent. think I don't think he can be as good as Jamal Murray. He one has day. the talent, too. Yeah, it's just, right. As you said consistently. That's yeah, a, that's a, a, and it's hard to be consistent when you're born in 2002. You know, like he's he's that recent of a human being. I just he's younger I, than C.J. Stroud. I think the big thing because I do so, I do think it yeah. is fair when I hear when I hear the thought of yo, he's actually now in a real basketball environment yeah and I, I i i think there is some real fair thought to that but uh but alfie's in that environment too yeah and they're the same age i think 21 it, both of them they're the same age yeah and the steps that alfie to me has taken in the same time frame i had the expect i had the expectation that maybe Jalen would do yeah I, and, I, I hear that and that and that's the that's the part that is an alarm for me of like why but why, see how, how why why is it not moving like that? Yeah. And I understand maybe everybody moves their yeah, own pace and, and that could simply and, be and it. maybe we'll see him coming on here. But that 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 that's the part that has me hung up on what Fred said. And to me, I think you got to ask yourself whenever this kind of thing comes up is. Just because something doesn't match up with your expectation, does that make it a failure in and of itself? Does that mean that it's not worth investing in, that it's not worth keeping around just because it doesn't look exactly like the way you envisioned it? And I don't think that that's necessarily the case. It might be. Maybe so. 
but I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Hey, this isn't what I thought it was. Therefore, I must punt on it and try something different. I, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. So while I don't think he can be or is or looks like, you know, like he's going to be on that Luka level, on that Jokic level, like I don't think he's going to be that type of player. Could he be a contributor, the second best, third best player on a winning team? I'm not ready to say that he can't be having been born in 2002. He's that young. Yeah. He's that young. And, and everybody's not on the same timeline. Yeah. Um, from the 832, uh, why would you trade Jalen Green? I live in Arizona. He reminds me a lot of Booker and how he progressed. Yeah, I just don't see that. Well, I mean, it's his third year. He's a, uh, he, He's shown the ability to score at a high level. He doesn't impact. I think the a similar criticism of Booker was that he didn't impact the game enough beyond when he wasn't scoring. Now, he was a more consistent scorer at go. the time, so that's what, that that would be the difference. More, yes, yeah. When, when, and to the to texter, when Chris Paul got there, we started to see a change with Devin Booker, but even Devin was more consistent than yeah. Jalen. Yeah, it, it just might not look like the other things look like, and I, I think that can be okay. It doesn't have to be apples to apples to – Hey, this guy's developmental timeline and exactly what it what the way it went for Alpi or the way it went for Devin Booker, it didn't go that way for this guy, so he must be hopeless. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know if that's necessarily. The I way don't it know. Works. I don't know hopeless, um, but I, I, I'm not saying hopeless, and I don't think the guy, and I'm not saying the guy's trash or or anything like that. I don't think he's going to be a one or a two on the team. Like someone texted in earlier and said, he feels more like Lou Williams than than, than Jalen Brown. I, I think maybe that's. I don't think that's unfair. That's in my mindset. But he's more explosive than that. Like he's clear. I think he's more talented than that. Like Lou Williams was my size. Jalen Green's six four can dunk on anybody. Like it, 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 there is a difference. I, I get the point there. But he's he's a more talented player. Like more people, more like, physical upside yeah, than that. And I know Singoon uh, played professionally before he came here, but like the leap that he has taken in this since Udoka has come, especially defensively, the leap he has taken, like, I, I don't Hey, Houston fans, I am so happy. All right, let's do this. The uh, the general, John McClain, uh, he will join us uh, for his final appearance with us. Brian, let me stop you right on there. The what? No, I'm not going to let you stop me. I don't care if it's your last one. John McClain, he's coming up next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.